This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome back to our Be Well podcasts. I'm Becca Walker, your host, and I'm joined here by a new panel of guests for today's episode, where we will be discussing digital well-being and how to deal with the pressures of social media. So before we start our discussion, I'm going to go around each of you guys to introduce yourself to our listeners, telling us who you are and what you do here at Aberdeen. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Namrata Labru and I work as a counsellor at the university's counselling service and I've been here since 2018. Um, hi, I'm Orna. Uh, I study medicine and I'm in third year um, and I'm from Lincolnshire in England. I'm Atilia. I study English for creative writing. I'm also I'm a fourth year student and I'm from Finland and Luxembourg. For many of us, social media has become a huge part of our lives. It's a place where we can connect with each other, can access news and information. There can be many advantages to the use of social media, but the the constant pressure of always being switched on can also be detrimental to our well-being. So how do you guys feel that social media affects your well-being, thinking either positively or negatively, or maybe it's a combination of both? How do you guys feel it affects you? Um, I think like it is really good like I use it to keep up to, get, to keep up to date with my friends like obviously all my friends li- live far away from me so it's really good from that point of view like I can speak to my family through it it's good for like information like reading the news and like keeping up to date on like stories going on around the world but then also it does like pose a big risk to I think many people's mental health like inclu- including students um due to like unrealistic standards which are promoted through it so I think it is kind of like a mix of pros and cons that's what I find with it anyway yeah I want to continue with like the positive stuff that it's really good way to like connect with people who might live really far away and I've personally met a lot of friends online like I've been on like different like fandoms or like different sites And I've really made friends that are, like, lifelong. I even met my girlfriend on Stan Twitter. So, obviously, like, I have experienced the positives of social media very, like, well. But then, again, there have been negatives which have also led me to, like, leave Twitter or, like, leave Tumblr or whatever. Because they were just, like, too much for my mental mental health, like, including, like, just feeling not good enough for like anyone I don't like just I don't know it's just uh, I'm rambling here but like I have felt like not good enough because I didn't have the prettiest notes or I didn't study correctly I didn't spend eight hours a day studying or I wasn't pretty enough for like to be on Instagram or like just like stuff that just impacts you in like little ways and then it becomes like a snowball and then you just feel horrible all the time yeah no, I agree. I think the lot of things that you get from social media, I would think like I'm in my 40s, but I would think I wish I had that when I was at uni. You know, there are a lot of things which there are a lot of positives, especially new careers. They have, you know, these influencers and all these things. They were not even names you would have heard of 15, 20 years ago. So it has given rise to all those careers. And of course, the I think there's a huge advantage of like like-minded people finding a way or finding that sense of belonging because you know if you're living in a small place or a small community it's very hard to find it's easy to feel that I'm 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 not a part I don't belong here I don't connect with most of the people here but social media you can find your place and I think that that you know that helps and there are a lot of these creative inspirations that you see you know places like Pinterest and all where you could see 
get all those creative inspirations and like I say I think I think it's a easier way for communicating for introvert people as well I think because it's easier to put yourself out there when it's that barrier of social media instead of going out and meeting people so of course it's got lots and lots of positives but I think like everything a lot of negatives as well and I think it's about balancing the two you're putting yourself out there to be judged you know and you're constantly waiting for that likes and wanting people to like you for whatever you've posted so of course that will cause the anxiety so the pressures and like I say you're always connected I think that's the worst bit I find personally you're on whatsapp you are available every time sometimes I don't want to connect you know just shut down <laughs> just don't want to see and I've got a teenage daughter who feels that it's more of a it's a formal thing as well. You know, you need to check what's happening on the WhatsApp groups. You feel that I would miss out on a conversation if I'm not constantly checking what's going on there. So, of course, those. So it's, it's quite a balance between the two. I want to add here, like, to the point about, like, being connected all the time. Like, you th- but people think that you are available, like, every hour of the day. And I feel like that is something that people actually don't think about that much like social media pressures to actually be connected all the time and like be reachable when in fact like there are sometimes times I just want to be by myself I don't want to talk to anyone and there's like always a constant like I don't know about you guys but I always have a conversation going with someone or like multiple people that we might continue for days and days and days like somebody sends a message like one day and then a couple of hours later the other person replies and then it just continues for like weeks the same conversation and you're like, it never stops. You're always in the middle of a conversation. I feel like that's something that I've started to like think about that I don't need to respond immediately to people. Like I can wait days. Like they can live without my input on like the most meaningless things. Yeah. And it's also just, it's not even just messaging, like even like posting on Instagram and things like if someone hasn't posted in a few months, like everyone's secretly thinking like oh what are they up to like why are they not posting like there is just a pressure to constantly be online um and it's just really quite difficult if you're not feeling your best to like be able to smile and post just like an instagram photo as if everything's just going great so it's actually a big pressure i feel like there's also this pressure to be interesting not necessarily like perfect but like pressure to have like do interesting things and like like be part of interesting like uh like I don't know things like you have to like always do something that is more interesting than the last thing you did like you have to now do a bungee jump and next time you have to go to space because people expect that you will always up yourself in like the grand scheme of things yeah I think there's that constant pressure to let people know that I'm doing something fun that, that you feel that to post stuff online. I mean, you could be having a normal life, but that's not okay because that's the pressure because everybody else is posting. So you feel that constant pressure of, I need to post something fun. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I follow, um, I'm quite into to fitness and I follow a lot of um, social media influencers who obviously are into fitness, who are personal trainers, etc. And sometimes the pressure of even who you follow as well can, although you're maybe following them for a positive reason, so you're following them for exercise tips or whatever you are following them for, that can have a negative effect on your well-being because sometimes you you know the way in which a picture is taken can make someone's body appear um I would say maybe better is maybe not the right word but 
they, our appearance is different to what they would be in real life. Um, so you can take a picture in a set angle to make yourself look skinnier um, or, you know, highlight the areas of your body which you want to stand out. And that type of thing can also bring pressure, I feel, to, oh, I'm not working out well enough because um, my body doesn't look like that. Um, as well, I, I feel that that brings so much pressure. But again, I think you guys are right as well in terms that they're, there is a lot of benefits to social media as well like I have a lot of family that don't live in the UK so like without social media I I feel like I would miss out on a lot of like the picture sharing um and really just ultimately knowing what they get up to but I totally um take on board what you guys were saying as well about always trying to like do something better and am I interesting enough and and that really is so interesting to like hear hear people say that because I think that's something that so many people will will think about like I, I certainly know if I'm posting like a an Instagram story or whatever it won't just simply take me like two minutes to post it like you you stress over oh is that the right text the right font the right angle is yeah you totally stress about that and, and ultimately no one else is really gonna think much of that apart from yourself but you yeah you want to get that engagement you want to get get those likes and uh, yeah appear interesting so it's it's so interesting to hear other people think in the same way as which probably the majority of us do and just going back to what you said Rebecca about like fitness like I'm kind of the same like I'm quite into fitness another like damaging thing I see on social media all the time I don't know if any of you guys have TikTok but people posting they're like oh what I eat in a days and they're literally just the most unrealistic things that you've ever seen and just so like they're just under under nourishing their bodies and it's just like being publicly displayed to like young girls which I just think is just so damaging Um, and that's just a big risk of social media from what I've seen yeah yeah and I think it's the whole sense of uh, feeling unsatisfied with your own life and I think that's that's the basic whether it's your body or whether it's the food you eat or whether it's people going on trips and you know whatever you're feeling you say that my life is obviously not that great so it's a general feeling of unsatisfaction with your own even if it's like normal and then there are obviously those self-esteem issues that start coming with the body and then with the money social comparisons you know you see all these people having beautiful houses or beautiful uh, trips and cars and things being posted or like there's that like I said I think a general unsatisfaction with your own life I like what Orna said about like seeing what people eat and stuff like I when I was way younger like 13 14 I remember I fell so bad into the trap of like watching influencers and like all these pretty people like show what they're eating and it was always way less than I ate so I felt so bad that I was eating all this food and it was not pretty like I had to like every meal you see especially on TikTok, they're always so beautifully like presented and they just look so nourishing. But when you eat it yourself, it's not enough energy to keep you going. And personally, like I also do quite a lot of fitness. I need so much food. Like it's not just like eating one salad for lunch and then I can continue until like 9 p.m. in the evening and then I eat one granola bar. No, I need like five full meals a day. And that has like that was so damaging to me when I was younger, seeing like all these like really skinny people eating little amounts of food when that's just not the reality. I think that's that's true because it most of it is unreal. A lot of things that you see, they're not the reality. I'm sure the people who are posting it also may not be eating exactly that. That is for posting. And then 
they might be eating something else because you don't know that yeah no definitely it's probably just like the one occasion where they have to showcase all the like the pretty stuff they do and then the rest of the time they live just like everyone else it's also like yeah it's also like i wouldn't be able to get through my day on what they're doing like the excessive exercise and like that kind of like thing that they get into like you can't live your life like that like we have to study like we have to like do things in our in our lives and we need to like actually look after ourselves properly to be able to do that so like being able to like look at social media and think okay that person's doing that but I'm not going to let it affect me it's just actually really important and even with the studying like some people like obviously like study influencers or like study Instagram accounts or a thing and they also like they always have these like really pretty notes they've taken during like lectures and then they study for eight hours a day in like the prettiest libraries or whatever but then it's that's not the reality like personally I can't do the pretty notes because it just I'll focus on the prettiness and then I forget what I'm like studying and stuff so there's like every single thing you ever have like that can be made into something that you can feel bad about like you can feel bad about everything in your life like there is no limit to that yeah definitely and I think as well like even talking about studying social media can also be a distraction um I don't know how many times um you guys might feel but I know that I certainly do like if I'm struggling a little bit for motivation or you know struggling to connect with what's being taught you can find yourself scrolling on Instagram, Facebook for hours and hours and hours when you should have been spending that time being productive and doing your uni work and listening to to your lectures and if you were feeling that you weren't being productive and you were struggling for motivation there's better things that we could be doing with our time than sitting scrolling through social media and then and feeling bad about ourselves I suppose it can be a bit of a vicious circle and it's, I suppose it's often seen as a place where people, for want of a better phrase, like show off their lives. Um, and especially, we've kind of spoken about this already, but especially if you are having like a low mood day, it does just make you feel like, oh, like I'm not achieving enough. My life isn't exciting enough or like, what am I even doing with my life? Like, I'm just not good enough. So do you guys feel that the pressure to portray the perfect life affects how and what you post and do you think it affects like who you follow so do you potentially like unfollow people um or yeah what what do you guys think well personally I don't like I think the perfect life that's not something I always like when I post online that's not something I try to portray because as I said earlier I've been on Twitter and Tumblr since I was very young and those are kind of sites where you can be like real like you post all the like darker like the darker stuff there and that's like more of a personal diary than like the highlights reel of your life so personally I feel like I feel the pressure to be really really interesting or like my sadness is better than your sadness or like really these very weird things and like when it comes to people who I follow like I usually try to follow people I know and people who I actually like know what they're in real, in real life but sometimes it's a bit hard again because they only post like the good stuff on Instagram and you can't see that they're actually just eating cereal at 11 p.m and crying on a Tuesday night instead of actually like just going like on beautiful locations or whatever so like I feel like for me the pressure is being really interesting or like really so like I feel the pressure to be really relatable but on like a aesthetic level 
oh yeah and being aesthetic and being like again beautiful you have a beautiful life not perfect but like very aesthetic and you have everything you do just like revolves around one aesthetic that you have chosen for yourself or like whatever I think a problem for me is um like I I can hand on heart say like I'll post the best sides of my life on Instagram like I I think it is so unrealistic because everyone does it like I just have to go into the mold and do it myself but a big um issue that I found is so some of my friends will post pictures of them smiling um having the best time at university meeting all these people and then I'll speak to them a few weeks later when I go home they'll have been having the worst time like they'll have been struggling so much in what they've been doing but I'll just have no clue so I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't have just reached out to them because I wouldn't have known um and they'll have been having such a difficult time like I could have been there for them during that time but I've just gone off social media and seen that they think they've been doing well and just like just been misconstrued so I think that's a really important thing like don't always think that people are okay and doing well just because they're posting uh, like happiness and like great things on social media because you don't actually know what's going on in their lives deep down um so that's been really difficult for me i don't know if anyone else has found that i think that's the biggest danger of social media i feel as a society it has taken us a long time to come this far wherein we can we don't have to hide our feelings or insecurities or you know the worst sides of us we you know it's not about when people say you know there was this time when society would you know it's all fine nobody would actually talk about their mental health or would talk about the actual feelings we would all pretend that everything is fine we have come so far as a society uh, to be able to openly talk about these things the negatives the insecurities the mental health but i think these things sort of send us a few steps backwards wherein we're doing the same things but online we are pretending to be having these perfect lives when we are not so i think that that's a huge he's negative as in we have worked so hard to reach here and then we are putting ourselves backwards again because of social media i also feel like another side to having a perfect life is oversharing like especially if you like share like the worst things in your life or the negative emotions some people might take it in a bad way and think you are complaining about your life or especially if like strangers follow you some informations are something that you should maybe not share online that you go to therapy like it's obviously amazing things to go to therapies but sometimes the things that you talked about with your therapist are not things that you should like share online and i know a lot of people who have fallen into like the trap of posting everything they do online like they just every emotion they ever have like they will post it just to like have some validation of like other people and they will like react to it. So there's like so many different sides. Like you do one thing and it's wrong and then you do another thing and then that's also not good for you. Yeah, but I I think that could come from again from what you were talking earlier about, you know, wanting to be interesting all the time, upping your game. So you know that I have had enough. Now I need to put some put something negative and or whatever I'm feeling to get those attention and whatever i think it's it's all reached that level that there is nothing else to post i might as well put in my emotions or negative ones as well yeah i think it's the whole kind of instagram versus reality like sometimes you see that hashtag used and i always find it so interesting that we can't just post the reality photo but we have to post the the instagram perfect photo and i i too i'm guilty for like being like oh this will be good for my instagram like if you know if i'm out and i'll take a picture um and really probably no one even really cares about it um apart from me that i just think oh, it'll look good like on, on my feed 
Um, and I think it's really similar to what you were saying as well er- earlier um, about people portraying that they're having like a really, really good time. One of the things that I find is like over the, the festive period, there's always so many pictures of people having nights out and like their really amazing like Christmas meal and all that type of stuff. But actually, like, they might not have had, like, the best Christmas. And, like, because one person, so maybe one person on your feed, like, posts it. So then that inspires the next person to post it. So before you know it, like, your whole feed is everyone having the most amazing time over Christmas. And it's just kind of been a knock-on effect. But in reality, maybe these people haven't had, like, the best Christmas at all. And it's it's so, it's so difficult because, as you said, then you wouldn't know to then reach out to that person and... But I also think on the other side that social media has become a place where it can be quite empowering as well. So people can share um, some personal stories or, you know, just certainly in terms of raising awareness about mental health. It's so it can be really great hearing someone's story, I guess, and making you realise yourself that you're not alone either if you're struggling with feelings like that. So there's there's so there's so many different sides to the coin with with social media and if I feel like if we could use it as a place to empower people rather than a place to pressure people then like what an amazing society we would live in yeah yeah you're right like you know it's about creating awareness campaigns it can be used for so many positive things and to be honest I I think it is being used for a lot of positive things it's not that it's not it's just that it comes with all the negatives as well yeah I think it's all about just tailoring your like your what you're seeing to your feed so only following influencers who you know like empower you and like share the same message as you unfollowing people who like make you feel bad about yourself I know it's really difficult like I'd say I'm guilty of myself like I keep following people even if they're like damaging my mental health I just keep following them so like interested in their lives but being able to like only follow people who actually like empower you is just probably a really good thing to do yeah, and that's kind of actually what, what I wanted to speak about next because we have spoken about the pressures of social media and, and how it can impact our life. Um, but I also just wanted to touch on spotting the early signs that maybe we are becoming a little bit too invested or it is being damaging to, to our, me- our mental health. Like, What are some of the early signs that we could look out for? And do you have any tips for our listeners who are maybe struggling a little bit with social media and the pressures that come with it? I want to ask first, do you guys get like brain fog when you scroll for like a really long time? Like the next thing you do is just like nothing's going in there. And then you probably don't even remember what you've seen, especially on TikTok when you've just seen like hundreds of videos and then you don't remember any of them. Because that's something like... I feel like I've had enough of social media is when I get really bad brain fog to the extent that I can't do my uni stuff is I know that that's the point when I need to get I need to get away from social media and I need to probably also delete it from my phone is when that starts to happen but that's a I think that's a bit different than like social media anxiety but then again I think the brain fog also leads to anxiety because then you can't focus on the things that are important and stuff like that. I think just like I don't know about you guys but I literally rely on my phone for everything like I have my phone as my alarm I have it as my notes like I have everything on my phone so like recently I just got an alarm clock because every morning I just turn my alarm alarm off and go on social media and now that I've got my alarm clock I just turn my alarm clock off 
the first thing I do is not go on my phone. So like just making little changes like that actually really help with just not scrolling endlessly like all the time. I've also done this thing that I've hidden all the social media apps from my like home screen on my phone and I have to like specifically search for them if I want to use them and that has really impacted the amount I use like let's say Instagram because I have to like actively be like oh I need to go on Instagram rather than just like being passively on my phone and then I just click on Instagram because that's the only thing I have there so I think that's also a good tip if you really struggle with go like spending time on actual things and you just scroll instead i think the early signs are pretty much similar to any addiction to be honest that when you give in to the urge rather than a planned so if you know it's like alcohol if i plan to drink or i'm i'm giving in to the urge of drinking i need it rather than i plan so I, if i plan to go on social media i think having timed social media would really help because then you know that you can stick to a time it's not the urge of it so you're not giving into that urge uh, it is so the media social media is not controlling you you're controlling it i think that's that's where the drawing line is that i am not being controlled by it while i control it myself so i think timing it is another thing but i think what another sign that i would say is if it started affecting your mood i think that's a noticing and sort of uh, recording if it's your social media is having any effect on your mood if you're having a low mood for a long time or things like or having anxiety for a long time uh, figuring out if if social media might be the cause of that uh, i think that might be another way of uh, sort of you know getting the early signs of I think like for me and for a lot of my friends like a major source of anxiety is like FOMO like fear of missing out like if you see like people from your course all together you're thinking like oh like people don't like me like I don't have all these friends so I think if you're seeing something like that on social media and it's causing you anxiety like a good thing to do is maybe turn your phone off and go and speak to someone in your house if there's no one in your house go and speak to a friend just kind of get some interaction with someone and that's what I do anyway um, or just maybe go for a walk and get off your phone because I know that can be like a big issue for people seeing other people having the best time and thinking like oh I'm literally sitting in my house by myself like this is really horrible but just getting getting off your phone is a really good thing to do in that situation. I think yeah right I think physical interaction or talking to other people makes such a big difference and I think like we were discussing earlier it's about the more you talk to people you'll realize that you're not alone in this you know everybody is pretty much in the similar boat like uh, we were talking earlier about you know the, when we I I wouldn't have known that this person was upset because of so I the, the post that you saw on social media they were not a reflection of what they were actually feeling so I think the more we actually go and talk to people have a physical interaction I think that would help us figure out we're not alone in this most of us are going through very similar sort of a situation I think it also is quite important to remember that FOMO is actually not real like you are you might not have good time if you hang out with those people or you might not actually like it might not have gone the way like that was just one picture or one video that you see it's not the whole situation so I think it's really important to let go of like I try to like actively think that FOMO is not real and try to just like be like okay I have myself I have my own time and I can work with that like I can do whatever I want like I can go outside have a walk I can knit I can read 
or just like go see friends like that's also okay to just like go outside and be like hey do you want to hang out without the phones obviously it's it's, it's actually quite harder in real life you know we all know for a fact that when we click pictures we all put filters or we all know that they are not real but when you see all these posts on social media one after the other even though logically we are all aware that that's unreal we know for a fact that there are filters you could clearly see it it somehow just at that moment it doesn't it doesn't a logical brain just doesn't work at that time you just look at those pictures and like oh my goodness they're perfect their lives are perfect the bodies are perfect they're eating and living perfect lives in spite of logically knowing very well that that's not true it's very hard to keep track of that if you're constantly on social media what i've actually done in that kind of situation when it's really hard to like realize that this is not real this is not their lives is that to actually just delete social media and be gone for like few months because at like with that time you realize that you don't know what these people are doing actually because you don't see their posts and then when you go back to instagram it might, it's not as interesting to scroll down and you become much more critical of all the things you see and I think it's just like sometimes it's good for everyone to just take a step back and just do things just without your phone like you did Orna with your alarm to like wake up to an actual thing rather than a thing on your phone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think a digital detox sometimes when you know and you've figured out that that's that's enough, I've had it, I'm falling into that trap. I think it's a good idea to take that back step. And like with the FOMO, you don't feel it if you don't know about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think, I don't know about you guys, but a major cause of anxiety for like me and like people who's, who are on my course and everyone who like is at university is people posting social media images of you that show you in a negative light. So like, for example, you can get like major professionalism professionalism or like career issues if employers see some like a post of you on social media um, that you might not have even posted um, that's been posted of you that shows you maybe like drinking or like doing something that is kind of frowned upon so I think that's a major cause of anxiety for a lot of people I know like being caught on social media doing something that could like negatively impact their career um, so I think that is something to bear in mind um, all the time obviously sometimes it is out of your control if someone else is posting something of you but it is an important thing to think about yeah I would definitely say it's it's important to be mindful of of what you're posting because it def like you see you see all the time that so, some of these influencers have um posted stuff maybe when they were like 14 15 16 and it comes back to bite them 10 years later and so it's always just really important to be to be mindful what 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 we're sharing sharing with and, and who we're sharing with like sometimes it is better to have these conversations or whatever you want to share off with social media and I think that it that is quite important as we've kind of spoken about already and like deleting um our social media apps we we can contact people that we're we're interested in and we have a connection with out with social media so if I want to know what my friend's up to I I I can send her a message I can give her a call I can catch up with her just because I don't see her on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever you know social media that I'm using she she's still part still part of my life she's just not I'm just not seeing all the updates if that makes sense no I sometimes I do think it's really nice to like not know what your friends are doing and when you do eventually meet up with them 
it's really nice to catch up on everything like everything they've done like if they've had boyfriends or girlfriends or if they've I don't know graduated from uni and it's really exciting to actually know that in person rather than just seeing a post and being like oh okay I I knew that you graduated I knew that you broke up and there's nothing to talk about in like in that kind of way like I mean you see especially like old friends it's really nice to like talk about those things and like ask actual questions and sometimes you don't even remember that they've graduated because you've seen it online and when you meet you don't know about the actual process of graduating or whatever they were going through yeah that's so true because you could like pop a comment on their their post like congratulations and you actually forget to celebrate with them in person because you feel that you've already celebrated that with them and actually you would both get more benefit out of you know meeting up together and really like embracing that milestone that they've just had and I really really liked what you said earlier on Ramrata about um being in control um and I think that's a really important perspective as well that it's your social media accounts and we do have control over over who we're following so if we do find that someone is having a toxic effect on our lives to to unfollow them you can mute their posts um also I, I did find it I find it really useful as well to put my phone on do not disturb I've got a lot of group chats that kind of have messages coming in really really late at night and it can affect my sleep like if I'm like my phone's on the, the floor and I'm in bed and you know you hear your phone buzzing or then you will be like oh what's that message I better go and read it so I've got into the habit of tur- turning my phone on do not disturb I think it's from like half past nine so even though I might still be up and I might still be like just you know winding down I'm not distracted by my phone beeping and going off all the time. And I think that's so important as well, just to have that that switch off time. And then I don't feel like, oh, I've got an unread message there. And the pressure that comes with, I better reply because you, you don't know it's there. Even like uh, one step further from having to do not disturb, because I realized it doesn't work for me because I will go on my phone and see that there are unread messages even though it's on do not disturb so I just delete it like I don't see any notifications on my phone unless I go on like let's say Instagram or on Snapchat like I only see them once I'm in the app and that really helped especially when I was like like during lectures like I would not answer someone's Snapchat because it's not that important so that's also a really I don't know kind of a big step to take that you can't actually know if somebody has messaged you but it has definitely worked I'm not on my phone as much anymore because I don't know if somebody wants me yeah and I think it's just about that balance that we were that we were talking about before and I think it's it's okay to to change like your routine it's okay to have your apps there and be easy to click on to if that if that's what you want and that's what's working for you but it is also okay to take a step back and remove those apps or as you say just only get notifications when you you click into apps so I guess it is kind of doing doing what works for you and just recognizing that it is okay to to take a break and if you are feeling the pressure that you're not alone and there is people around you that you can chat to yeah chat to people in real life we've got a lot of support services available at the university for anyone who is feeling pressured or feeling isolated or alone um so i would definitely encourage people to to reach out if they are struggling and i hope throughout this episode that we have you know we've we've talked about things and i'm hoping that if we've got any listeners who are struggling that we have helped them and maybe given them some tips and helped them to realize that there is other people there as well and you know that they're not alone so I would just like to 
thank you guys so much for coming along and sharing your experiences it's been such an enjoyable episode and such an insightful episode as well I've certainly learned a lot and got lots of different perspectives so it's been really interesting for me and I hope it has been for our listeners so again I would just like to thank you guys and thank you to our listeners for tuning in take care and I'll see you next time This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.